Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. So glad to be back with you guys. And I have a special guest from Big Brother 24 that's currently airing now. We have one of your favorite house guests, Pooch. Man, what's going on, everyone? I appreciate Leek for reaching out, man. Mental health, I feel, is so important. Uh, dealt with issues before and gotten out of those issues and, you know, teeter totter back and forth. So I appreciate Leek inviting me. Thank you, man, for coming on. Let's get into this segment, man. And my first question I'd like to ask you, I ask all my guests this, how is your mental health today? Man, it's good. It's, it's, you know, I have a lot of energy. I'm a high spirited guy. I'm a passionate person, but even, I mean, getting out, dude, it's a lot, you know, my life has definitely changed a little bit. You know, I'm still a normal yeah. guy. I'm the same pooch I was, you know, before the show started and after. Uh, but now there's, there's just a little bit more going on, man. And it kind of consumes your life in a way. Uh, yeah. Social media, putting out content. And, you know, in a way, I'm because I'm so passionate when I do something, I go full steam ahead. So I'm trying to put out Instagrams, TikToks, yeah. uh, you know, cameos. So it's in a way, you know, like, and, and it's, it's bad in a way because I'm only having like, one, maybe two meals a day, not drinking enough water, definitely not getting enough sleep. Uh, so yeah. it's something I really have to start to prioritize. I only been out of the house and off the show for two weeks now. Uh, but in those two weeks, you know, I've been, I've been trying to put out, put out a lot of content and it's definitely, uh, you know, been consuming my life and definitely been a priority more than my mental health has. And I definitely am trying to work on fixing that. I'm taking notice yeah. to it and trying to, you know, work on getting, be getting back into the habits I had before the show started. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, I like to ask that question because a lot of people could be struggling, right, mentally, but be okay. You know, I could be like, hey, Pooch, how you doing? You go, I'm okay, but you could be struggling mentally. And I feel like that's a question that needs to be asked more, you know, especially like with mental health, you know, you know, depression, suicide being, especially suicide being one of the leading causes of death, you know, in like the world. So my next question for you is, um, um, you know, there's a stigma surrounding mental health with men's mental health, right? So what do you say about that stigma? You know, that we can't, men can't be weak, we can't cry, we can't feel sad, we can't show no emotions. What do you say about that stigma? Man, it's crazy because I, I truly used to be one of those guys, you know, growing up uh, around, you know, sports and a bunch of guys, locker rooms, you know, having to be sort of the tough guy, the jock. Uh, I used to be one of those guys that was like, you know, mental health, like, what do you mean you're not happy? Like, that's not a thing. Like, okay, if you're having a bad day, it's not anxiety. It's not stress. It's like, I used to be like, yo, just get over it. When I was a younger kid, you know, really didn't understand. And then I learned very quickly that, you know, that, that truly is bullshit. It's something that, you know, men have to show their emotions. They have to, man. It's something where, you know, I used to try and hide it. Just like you said, where I used to live in Florida and when I was coaching football uh, for, for the last four or five years, I'm back in New York. But my family used to call me when I was going through hard times, I would just ignore them. And, you know, they know they knew I had a busy schedule. And I would just text them, say, hey, I'm at work or I'm busy. And I might not have been or I might not have been busy. I just didn't want, want to show them my emotions, you know, was trying, trying to hide it. So, you know, the whole stigma, 
of men not being able to show emotion, not being able to cry, man. It is truly such bullshit. It is, man. And I'm, yes. I'm the biggest supporter of it now because I realize how true this is. I truly have went through the highs, the highest highs, the lowest lows. Yeah. You know, where I truly, there's been days where I didn't want to, you know, even if I wasn't working my ass off, which as a football coach I was, you know, if I got a day or two off, yeah. I didn't want to be around friends. I didn't want to be around family. I was sitting in bed for hours. Yeah. It feeling like you're chained to the bed by depression where you don't want to get up. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. eat. And it's, you know, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. And you need, you need help. It's hard. You try to do it by yourself. I didn't want to stress my family out. Didn't want to stress my fa- uh, friends out. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'll get through this by myself. And it's almost impossible. It's doable, but it's almost friggin' impossible. I promise. Man, you said something. You know, depression does keep you down, guys. I have recently had went through that. Like when I say recently, like as I'm recording, like I just was in my room for like, you know, I'll just come home, just be in my room, you know, just chilling, just to myself and stuff, feeling bad for myself. And today I came, got home, got to work today, and I got like one hour of sleep, and I just was mm-hmm. like mentally, I had like a mental headache, and I just was like, I had to do something, I change it. So guys, you know, just don't be, you know, it's okay to express the emotions, you know. Um, guys can express it, you know, we can cry, you know, you have to let it out. Just find that person that you trust, you know. You can't tell that to everybody, not everybody will understand mental health. You know, like um Pooch said, you know, he was one of the people, you know, and I was one of them people too. Like I do like um uh, volunteer work for NAMI. Um I'm a certified group facilitator, you know, I run support groups like I run a Black Minds Matter support group, you know, anxiety depression, um peer men's group and before NAMI I think after NAMI because like before them like I didn't realize it was so many different mental health problems like if it wasn't for them I would not be educated to notice other problems like stuff that people say you know like the old me car but oh wow that's minor like why do they got a problem with it but now I get it you know absolutely yeah yeah one of the biggest things I say too about um being in the big brother house, you know, which I owe yeah. that I friggin' loved about it was you don't <laughs> got to worry about work. You don't got to worry about bills. You don't got to worry about a bunch of real life bullshit that you got to deal with. So yeah. I explained, cause I'm a goofy, silly person, man. And in the big brother house for the two weeks, I explained to the house guests, I was like, you guys see the smile of me goofing around. Yeah. I was like, I haven't felt like this in months, maybe even years, you know, where wow. they were like, I was like, if you guys saw how I was, Four, two, three, four, five months ago before the show started, you would have said that's not the same person that's in this house yeah. right now. And it truly wasn't. It wasn't because I wasn't allowed to be myself because I was stressing over work, stressing over bills, stressing over money. So being in the Big Brother house, you know, it's like, in a sense, all that's yeah. taking care of you and all you got to do is worry about the game, which for me, that was yeah. easy. That was easy because the real world, the real world is friggin' tough, man. It is yeah. tough. I, I've been thrown right back into it. And obviously, man, I've been blessed enough and I'm trying to make my situation yeah. better. But the one thing I say, man, just keep going. Keep friggin' going, man. Keep fighting. Yeah. It'll be okay. Get that right support group, the right people, man, and they will help you, I promise. Yeah. Um. You know, being that you were on, you know, this current season of Big Brother, like, how was your mental health before reality, before you went in the house to after now? Like, what's the difference? If there's uh, a difference. You know, I just, it, it kind of gives you hope in a sense, because I saw, I was re- I was truly able to get back to my old self. You know, the pooch, yeah. that silly, goofy. I mean, if y'all see it on social media, man, it's not bullshit. I'm a passionate dude. I love to, I'm the class clown. Yeah. And it's not, I don't try to be the class clown. It just, in my heart, I'm the class clown. So like, it just yeah. gives you hope because I haven't seen this side of me in a long time, you know, and it's been, yeah. 
tough ups and downs, man. But and that's why this this opportunity really allowed myself to you know remember remember who the real pooch is and really start to bring him yeah. out again. Yeah, it's crazy because um, like I feel, I feel very alert. So I try to watch the show, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> social media it just ruins it ruins it for me. You know, they I, got, know. You know I just look and just like this person went home, this person yeah, went yeah. home. But like I try, I gotta watch it because I was seeing like a lot of stuff like um like. I guess mistreatment with Teller. I gotta mm-hmm. watch it. You know, I see all the stuff on Twitter. Like I'm just trying to get <laughs> active on Twitter, so like I gotta watch it. I just say social media just ruins it. Like I'm like I'm not thinking about watching today, and then I see this person was veto. This person was like, damn, like <laughs> just, yeah, I, man, it's crazy. The social media is crazy, man. The fan base. I don't know if it was like that growing up. I know. I don't remember that either. Either maybe I didn't realize how crazy it was on social media until I was on the show because it is wild, man. There is some friggin' huge, huge, huge. I thought I was a big fan, man. I am like friggin' not even close compared to some of these people. Like how how is it inside there, like mentally, like because you know I had different big brother guests on there from the past on my show, and I, I you know I personally asked one of them like in person, you know, the day of your actually the, the day of the um. Big Brother premiere. I was at an um, event. Um, Aza from last season. She had okay, a yeah. party in um, New York City. It was the big. It was the Big Brother premiere party slash um, Challenge USA, CBS. And um, I asked Nick from Big Brother Twenty One, and I asked somebody. I was like, you know, you know, me and Nick is real, like real, real cool. Sure. And I said, you think I would be able to go in there mentally? He was <laughs> like, it's a lot. He said, it's a lot. You know, you don't got your phone. Dude, <laughs> really go outside. I was like. It's okay, tough, exactly, it. man. <laughs> it is. I'm telling you, until and I thought it would be tough, but until you go in the friggin' house, man, you truly do not understand. And even people don't realize because before we go in the house, they put us in a hotel room for two weeks, a room. We don't leave the room for two weeks. No what? phone, no phone, no computer. Uh, they give us a little DVD player that's about this big, you know. So yeah. even before you go on the show, you're already isolated for two weeks in a hotel room. And you only see people maybe 10 minutes a day when they're bringing you food or bringing you DVD <laughs> oh, yeah. players. So even before you go in the house, you're isolated basically in a box. And they basically do that so you don't get COVID and to see if you'll last when you go into the friggin' house. Because they want to make sure you're going to stay on the show, you know? So it's almost like a pre-test or a pre-trial before you go on the show. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. They explained that to me. There's like no phone and everything. I was just like, yeah. I don't know. It's tough, man. Not for everybody, I promise. It's, and not saying that against anybody, just yeah. it's extremely tough. It's extremely tough. Yes, um, next question for you. Growing up, was it okay not to be okay in your family? Um, so you know, my I've been I was very blessed where I had a mom and dad that were always yeah. there for me. You know, it's something yeah. where my parents ended up separating after you know being married for 20, 25 years, and it's something that really hurt me and you know two of my brothers. But they co-parent so well. So in a sense, you know, y- yes and no, because I do think my parents have always been there for me through the ups, yeah. through the downs, you know, together. But it was still something where you know, as growing up as a young man on Staten Island, New York, it's something yeah. where in an Italian household, Italian background. It's like, if you're crying, it's like, what are you crying for? It's like, everything's kind of more managed with humor in a sense. So it was like, if I really needed to, probably, but it was something, you know, as a male growing up, you know, being around a bunch of sports, athletes, family members, male figures, you know, typical male figures. um, It's something where, yes, but at the same time, no. Because, you know, I didn't want to be the one to have to show my emotions. And if you did cry, you did something, somebody usually made a joke out of it. They would help you, but also make a joke out of it. 
So in a sense, it was like, you know what? Yes and no, but I did. I have learned over time that my family's after me. You know, they're my rock, and I love that about them. If something's going wrong, you know, I used to have the mentality of, if it's going wrong for me, I don't want it to affect my family, to, uh, affect my parents. Yeah. It's my stress. It's not theirs. And I've now learned if I'm having issues or problems, they're the first people I need to go to because they will always truly be for, be there for me, and I'm blessed for that. Yeah, um, that's good, man. That's good. The next segment before I get to the next question. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, you know, if anybody out there is struggling with um, suicidal thoughts or suicide ideation, there is a National Prevention Suicide Hotline. The new number is 988. I'm glad that it's shortened. The new mm. number is 988 if you need any, you know, assistance or just help, you know, just reach out to that number. So my next question for you, have you ever dealt with any thoughts of suicide or suicide ideation? You know, I've been... I've had some really bad moments, man. I went through some things. So, I mean, I don't know if I truly ever let it get to that point, yeah. hopefully, you know, but I've been down, man. I've been pretty close, you know, it was yeah. some situation and something I don't think anybody would ever be able to tell to smile on my face the way I, I try and carry myself. Yeah. The one thing that is very easy to tell, it's like, usually my energy is so high, my smile that when I'm yeah. low, man, I can't hide it. People know right away, my family, my friends, because I'm two different people. It's It's either... It's one or the other, and there's no in-between. I don't hide my emotions well. So when I'm down, man, I'm freaking down. Yeah. And because people know this so easily, I try to not be around anybody. I try to isolate myself because then yeah, they ask. You're the same. I'm you're telling the you, same. because then, then they hit me with the pooch, what's going on, man, what's wrong? Dude, we can tell. And it's something where I don't – sometimes I can't answer those questions, you know, when I really even yeah. shouldn't talk about it. So instead of putting myself in those situations, I just hide. I turn my phone off. I don't leave my house. I don't leave my room. Because, you know, it's that pooch, happy pooch and the depressed pooch are so different people that it's so easy to tell that when I'm going through those low moments, I usually just hide and, you know, don't want to be around anybody, which is very unhealthy. Yeah. I, listen, when you said that, I'm just like, damn, we're the same. Like, I'm real happy go person, jolly. But people can tell when I, like, I, you can tell. Like, I can't fake the phone. I'm Absolutely. just like, I go to work. My friend's like, oh, he has moved. I was just like, let me just, let me just have it. Let me, let me just have it. So... No, sure. the question is asked, you know, I said anybody out there that's struggling, you know, there's a suicide prevention lifeline at 988, just now that number if you need any help. So, like, you know, what can you're a coach, right? So yes, what sir. can you tell your kids like uh, how important it is to put your mental health first or just how important it is to speak up when you're depressed or saying? Yeah, man, it's so important. The one thing I realized too, and the one thing I love about sports, man. If you're a coach, if you're a young father figure, you know, uh, a young, you want to be a role model, man, yeah. coaching or being involved in sports is so important because you never know what the kid's going for at home. You know what, dealing with my athletes, man, you think I, some of the, the kids who have the biggest smiles, man, and, you know, the happiest, jolliest kids have the worst friggin' home life and it's not their yeah. fault, you know? So when they come to practice and they're around for meetings or practice, I try to give them the best two, three hours, you know? of their day. I want them to look forward to coming to practice. I want it to be their escape, their safe haven. You know, that's why, you know, youth development leagues, little leagues, you know, youth football, baseball, whatever, man, if you're coaching and you're dealing with kids, it's so important, you know, and even if they're not listening or giving you a hard time, I promise, man, it's just kids. They're just being kids. Yeah. So, you know, don't yell at them. And I realize too, the worst coaches are the ones that don't teach, they yell and they yell either because they're frustrated or they don't know what they're talking about. So it's so important, man. Even if I know kids can be frustrating. I know, man, but th dude, they're kids. Yeah. We've all been there. They're kids. They're, we've all been they're, that kid. 
then grow. <laughs> exactly. We all been that, that kid that, you know, piss off or, you know, be annoying to a coach, but man, give them that safe haven. And it's so important because it's so hard to tell some of the kids, you know, yeah. that I just said, uh, laugh the hardest, smile, the biggest men, they're going through the worst home situation. You might not even know. So if they're at practice, you know, give them the best two, three hours, yeah. you know, you can a day, you know, give them your all. Yeah. Like I like you said that we all been that kid. For <laughs> sure. Absolutely. I know I have. And I th- I try to think, you know, I was a respectful kid, man, but we all been there. I promise. Yeah, yeah I was respectful too, but I have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I, you know, I, I know. That's for sure. I promise you that. I still do sometimes. I try to fix yeah. it, but I still freaking do. <laughs> um last question for you. Um, what are some good coping skills that you may want to recommend? It could be to people listening to the kids like what are some good coping skills yeah so i feel like one of the things that really helps me man i gotta get back into it because ever since getting out of the big brother house i haven't but working out working out i feel like keeping your keeping your body body mind and soul all in check are so important and you don't realize how much they actually align with each other you know so when you go go you're working out you're keeping your body healthy you know you're keeping your mind healthy you're staying on the routine you know so it's something yeah. where you know make sure you're getting enough sleep make sure you're eating the right foods and i know it's hard it's not cheap you know, it's time consuming. It's way easier to pick up that McDonald's. I promise I do it. I, all I had today, look at me, it's four o'clock. And all I had today was an iced coffee and two friggin' yeah. breakfast sandwiches from Dunkin' Donuts, which isn't okay. It's not healthy. Yeah. And, you know, instead, because I'm putting out, I'm trying to put out Instagrams, TikTok videos, man, yeah. I got to fix myself before, you know, busy, I fall bro. back. Yes. Before I fall back in that trap. So it's so yeah. important, man. I know it's time consuming. I'm saying that too. I'm like, Hey, I can't go food shopping. I got to put out TikToks, Instagrams, which is bullshit, you know? And I really, yeah. it, it's only going to get worse and worse. And I, I'm, I, that's why I'm so happy with doing this because I really got to get myself back in check. And it's so yeah. important that you hold yourself accountable. You have to get on a schedule, get on a routine, get enough sleep at night, eat the right food, man, go and work out for 30, 40 minutes a day. I'm not saying go do a two minute, or excuse me, a two hour <laughs> workout. You know, yeah. you don't got to go. You don't have to be frigging David Goggins. I love David Goggins. Uh, but you don't have to go run a hundred friggin' miles a day. Go outside, get a little sunlight, go run for a little bit, and I promise it'll change your day. It sure will. Um, um, next question for you is, um, how do you feel about therapy? Yeah, so it's something I've never been to. I truly yeah. haven't. And going in the Big Brother house, I spoke with so many people that have either been to therapists, been to therapy, and they were like, dude, it's, the, and it's almost like, and we've had so many group conversations in the Big Brother house, or if yeah. you're having conversations with friends really, really deeply, it's almost like therapy, just without a professional. You know, you're literally yeah. going through things, yeah. all, you know, that you'd go through through uh, therapy, man. We would have group conversations with all 16 people in the house and go in a circle and each tell out stories about different things we went through, good and bad. And it ha- yeah. makes you feel so much better. And I, I never realized that because I've never been to therapy. You know, nobody in my really family has. It's something where, you know, it's kind of just, it's like, oh, why do you need therapy? You know, you have your family, but sometimes it's very important to be with a trained yeah. professional. And I haven't experienced it, but going through little conversations, group conversations, man, it helps you feel so much better expressing your feelings. I'm a person that I suppress my emotions until they, they build up and I feel like I'm going yeah. to explode, you know, and it's so unhealthy, man. If you wait and get to that point, it's way too late, I promise. Yeah, that's, um, I, I think therapy is, a, guys, therapy is, therapy is wonder. Wonder works wonders. I'm currently in therapy. I'm about to actually switch therapists for more of a trauma therapist because you know I was sexually, you know, everybody know my story. I was sexually abused by two of my cousins, so it affected me as an adult, you know, not speaking up, just holding it in. 
you know, I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, but, you know, I got some work to do. So I'm looking for, I'm feeling therapy that's more trauma-based or whatever like that. So, you know, therapy is a must, you know, you may not find a therapist on your first try. You may go to a therapist, it may not work for mm-hmm. you, but don't let that discourage you. Keep trying, keep trying. Trust the belief from experience, there is a therapist out there for you. Um, just just keep just keep trying um and next i would like to ask you, you know the last question let me ask you i like to end it off on like real positive note like like what's next for pooch what's going on with pooch like promote your stuff like what's going on man yeah i mean i'm trying to do i love sports that's my biggest thing sports has done so much for me man it's you know it builds me as a man it builds me as a father figure you know you know help build my character I would love, but what yeah. I'm trying to do is truly get into sports media, man, because it's something I love coaching, but something that yeah. takes so much of your time. It really, it doesn't dictate your life. It is your life, you know, and it's something yeah. where, you know, I feel like my personality, my humor, if I could do something, you know, kind of like Barstool does, uh, where, you know, you really use yeah. the humor and your personality, but you know what, you focus it on sports too, man. I would truly love that. I really would. And it's something where, you know, I, I'm still having good and bad days. And one of my favorite lines or phrases is, you know, the sun will rise. And at the end of the day, the sun will always freaking rise. So no matter how bad of a day you had, you know, it, dude, it's a long life. Whatever you're going through, yeah. whatever small thing that happened, don't let it ruin your day. You know, it's yeah. it, in, in the whole big picture of the day, it's the smallest friggin' yeah. little bit, man. And then your life in a month, two months, a year, you won't even remember it. So it's something where, you know, Pooch, follow me, uh, please, on, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Under, it's uh, Poochie underscore main. Poochie main, just like Gucci main. I try to make it. <laughs> I try to make it catchy. I'm not putting myself in the same in the same ranks as Gucci, I promise. But, man, it's catchy, man. But your boy Pooch, I'm hoping, especially with this football season coming up, I won't be coaching, but I'm hoping to travel to a bunch of different universities. I would love to either speak to teams or, you know, go and do a whole, you know, game day experience behind the scenes, you know, sports, college football podcast. So that's kind of what's next for me, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you, man, for coming on. Any thoughts or any last thoughts about, you know, the current season that you were on? Any thoughts, anything you want to put out there or say? So, yeah, I I truly, I I promise, man, the cast is amazing. I know a lot of people again hate, man. And it's so crazy because people say how I think people want you to be mad like when I left the house I got screwed I got back to it I got I, when I got evicted it was 12 votes to zero so people thought I was going to go crazy be mad hate people it's a game at the end of the day it's a friggin' game and when you're when you're in that house when you're in that house not saying it's okay but you say things you don't mean you over exaggerate. you know what I mean you're in that house with nothing to do besides bullshit bullshit gossip you know and play the game so it's tough, you know, I apologize. Absolutely. I used poor language. You know, I made some bad decisions, but at the end of the day, I know who I am and what's inside me, you know, and if that's all that matters. So please, you know, I know everybody's killing the house guests for different things, but I promise, man, it is, it makes you paranoid being in that house. It makes you do things you normally wouldn't do, but, and I understand yeah. that's life. We're not making excuses, but I just want everybody out there to truly, you know, understand what the house guests are going through because i know y'all think we're on tv man tv time we're loving it it's amazing we really don't even think about that when we're in the house man we're playing the game we're really just thinking about yeah we're trying to win absolutely and i'm saying i'm not saying win by any means but at times man you kind of say and do things especially in in that house when you get paranoid you normally wouldn't do so it's an amazing season y'all keep watching things are really heating up man but i'm excited to be back in the real world you know talking to you and seeing what's next for me before we go, who you rooting for to take the, the final? Dude, so my, my my final three very quickly, 
I got so close with one of the, my buddies in the house, Turner, and it's crazy because we're nothing alike. We are, and we ended up being so much more alike than anybody ever realized. He has tattoos, long hair, you know, yeah. into different things I'm not into. I'm more clean cut into the sports world, and we mesh so well, which is crazy. Uh, Turner, Taylor, because obviously Taylor, and I hate saying, because Taylor is not an underdog. It looks like she's yeah. an underdog, but she's such a friggin' beast, man. I, I I know y'all see it, and but Taylor's amazing, man. I hope Taylor, if Taylor could make it to the end where everything she's gone through, you yeah. know, and all, you know, going on the block the first two weeks, Taylor is an alpha female, absolute beast, man. And so I'm rooting for Taylor, and then my my boy Joe. Y'all saw me and Joe had a bromance. My cold partner, man, <laughs> Joe's my boy for life. So I love everybody in the house, but those are my top three for sure. That's good, man. Thank you for being a guest today. You know, guys, make sure you guys. You know, do mental health check-ins with your friends, families, wherever it is. Make sure we're doing a mental health check-in. Thank you for being here. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Lee. Appreciate you, brother.